from Twin Peaks, Season 2, Episode 1, created by David Lynch. Hello again. Can you see through a wall? Can you see through human skin? X-rays see through solid or so-called solid objects. There are things in life that exist, and yet our eyes cannot see them. Have you ever seen something startling that others cannot see? Why are some things kept from our vision? Is life a puzzle? I am filled with questions. Sometimes my questions are answered. In my heart, I can tell if the answer is correct. I am my own judge. In a dream, are all the characters really you? Different aspects of you? Do answers come in dreams? One more thing. I grew up in the woods. I understand many things because of the woods. Trees standing together, growing alongside one another, providing so much. I chew pitch gum. On the outside, let's say of the ponderosa pine, sometimes pitch oozes out. Runny pitch is no good to chew. Hard, brittle pitch is no good. But in between, there exists a firm, slightly crusted pitch with such a flavor. This is the pitch I chew. This is gothic. So our last game did not really end on a cliffhanger. I mean, everybody had gotten away from the forest uh, safe-ishly. Uh, so um, let's let's do some catching up. Hey, happy uh, Cinco de Mayo. That's when we're recording this. Of course, that will be well in the past by the time this uh, episode comes out. May your Mayos all be happy and healthy. The Mayo will be with you always. May your week after Cinco de Mayo be be excellent. I uh, uh, got my uh, second COVID shot today. Nice. Uh, so in two weeks, I I can dance naked in the streets. And you can because it's Portland. And and you can because it's Portland. And <laughs> as long as you are are making yeah. a statement of some sort, you can do whatever you want naked. Yep. Which in Portland, I just want to be naked is a statement. Is a statement. Yeah, this is totally true. a statement. But uh, for Cinco de Mayo, I um, celebrated by, uh, and I was celebrating my second COVID vaccine by, I went kayaking, and then I came back and I made uh, the appropriate food for Cinco de Mayo, which was a bacon, mushroom, and cheese pizza on a Tostino's base. And then I had a mezcal margarita with it. Okay, that actually does sound good. <laughs> that is that is totally as um, uh, Mexican as anything else we do for Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, for real. Sorry, I can't record anymore. I'm I'm now hungry. I'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> look what you've done. I put a picture of it on Facebook so you can take a look at my food and my margarita. Although I should also mention that I had two of the margaritas, so we'll see how tonight's game goes. <laughs> Woo! Oh, what's everybody else been up to? Um, I just had a nice lazy day, you know, did some chores, and I went for a walk out at Hoyt Arboretum, and I was uh, I was walking down by the uh, creek down there in the uh, Redwood area of the Arboretum, and I saw this rabbit. And um, because I'm uh, white, I'm contractually obligated to say bunny out loud every time I see a bunny. And so I said bunny, but I mispronounced it. And so I ended up sh- shouting bon me at this fleeing, terrified, small animal. <laughs> Although I, I think that that may just be because you're Sharon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's a requirement for, for like all white people. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a white woman named Sharon. So therefore um, I'm contractually off. There's a... <laughs> I'm- I'm going to bring that one up there. before the council. <laughs> Bunny. <laughs> yeah. Jesse, what, what did, how did you spend your Cinco de Mayo pre-recording time? Uh, mostly working. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, but it was nice. I mean, I had I had a nice, like, um, journey home um, on the train and the bus uh, from Gresham to Tigard. So, yeah, that was, 
It was a good little trip, but it was really nice yeah. outside, and there were some fun people on the on the trip. I got there. to socialize with some people at a distance while I was kayaking. People were asking me about my kayak from the shore, and I had to admit, uh, it's an Ozark Trails. I bought it at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> But it has a like a you know slots for a fishing pole and stuff too, so it's like a that's nice. It's like a fishing kayak. It looks like one of those. It's not one of those super long like uh like a uh, ocean kayaks, but it's not a super short one either. It looks like it's a nice size. Yeah, and it's it's a little wider than yeah. than some. So it's I don't think it's as fast. I haven't had a lot of kayaks. <laughs> Okay, so I haven't had any kayaks. I've, I've used oh. a few on river trips where I've rented them, but this is the first one I've owned. I have a paddleboard, but uh, so I think there's probably faster kayaks. Oh, but definitely. it's comfy. It's got a oh, big. Yeah. I went. I went for the in between yeah. kayak also. This one has a big seating area that's it's open, and so I can like you know if my legs get tired of being in one position, I can change around some. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they apologized for taking up my time, and I was like, you know, it's kind of nice to just socialize with complete strangers. <laughs> I know, right? I don't get to don't get to do that anymore. It's like there's other people. <laughs> yeah, boy, when I first uh, went to get my first shot, you know, standing in line outside of the, you know, to be led into the area where we were getting our shots, I was looking around. I'm like, there's there's got to be like 40 people here. This is so many people. I've never seen this many people. <laughs> oh, 40 people, you know. It was yeah. it was weird how big of a crowd it felt. Well, you got yours at you didn't get yours at the convention center here. You, no. you got yours down in Salem. Yeah. yeah, no. So they had us in uh one of those like back and forth zigzaggy lines. Um and then you went inside the uh I mean it's a county fairgrounds, so I imagine there's fairground stuff in it, but it reminded me of a um like a school like um auditorium or big gym or something and uh so that was what the where they had the uh interior part where they would uh you know get all your paperwork done and then give you the shot well i was in the uh convention center and of course huge and i was mm-hmm. wearing my um you know corona con uh shirt which i'm wearing right now as everyone out there listening can see <laughs> and i got for my second shot the exact same person who gave me my <laughs> first shot out That's of cool. all the dozens and dozens and dozens of people there that are giving shots, I managed to get the same one. <laughs> <laughs> Were you like old friends by that point? You're like, oh, Frank. Oh, yeah. I was like, uh, oh, I remember that shirt, she says, because I wore it both times that I went. <laughs> and um, and then she said, I think I'm wearing the same shirt, too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, Richard, how about you? Anything exciting in the life of Richard? <laughs> Um, not particularly. We have a new uh, dog park here in town. Ooh. Wow. And since we have a fairly new dog, uh, we've been taking advantage of that. Actually, it just opened on the first, but they did like a two-week soft opening, and we went all in and bought the membership ahead of time. But they've got big, uh, actually two different large outdoor off-leash park areas. They have a big patio with a bar, and um, that's dog-friendly, but that is a leash area. They also have like the, a big daycare inside and outside Um so, you know, if you need to drop your, your puppy off for the day, uh, we're big fans, but it's been kind of fun to, to go out there and meet a lot of new, uh, new people, new dog people. And, uh, we actually just, um, just yesterday, I think it was, they adopted the latest CDC guidelines to where you can be outside without a mask. If you're vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, which has been kind of nice because, you know, that it's a large area. So we've been able to socially distance pretty well and still talk. You can carry on a conversation from, you know, 10 feet away. It's been funny. They still develop like the old circles, like all the the uh, parents, as we call ourselves, kind of just make a, a circle. Uh, they're just larger than they used to be. And then the dogs run around like crazy because so, that's what they do. That's great. <laughs> so you have to get a you have to like get a subscription fee or something. What, uh, well, they, they do a yearly membership and that gets you access to all the off leash areas. Boy, everything's subscription now, isn't it? Dang. Yeah, I mean, it's can really, you get a you bundle just... with ESPN and and uh... <laughs> <laughs> it, it does give you a discount on the beer. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of nice. <laughs> and that takes us back into the Gothic podcast. Welcome, welcome back, back, everybody! <laughs> welcome back, welcome back. You want my story? You're going to think I'm crazy. I don't even know where to begin. We were searching the outer road um, because Skeen was supposed to be driving out there, 
and we found their car in a ditch. Um, we heard a shotgun blast coming from the cabin nearby, uh, so we went up to the cabin, heard something in the woods, and then we were getting shot at by arrows. Friggin' arrows, man. <sighs> so we duck into the cabin, um, we find Skeen, shotgun in hand, decided to barricade up the, the door and the windows when arrows start flying through the windows. Um, decided to find some other weapons, you know, of course there was the shotgun that Skeen had. Um, I found an axe out by the woodpile. Uh, there was a fireplace poker and some knives. Um, then we heard something crash through the backside of the cabin. Skeen goes to check it out, just blasting away with the shotgun. Um, and then looking out the window, we see these people wearing... They were wearing rabbit heads. This creepy-ass rabbit cult, okay? Um, torches came flying through the window next we knew. Um, blankets were on fire. Uh, we knew we just had to get out. Um, we went in the back to find Skeen, and there was some more of the, the creepy rabbit people back there. There were knives involved, axes. There was blood. And I, I think I killed someone. But we had to escape. We, we were scared. It just seemed like they wanted us dead. So we were trying to get out, and we jumped out the window, um, found ourselves surrounded by the creepy-ass rabbit cult again, and then again with the arrows. Uh, next thing I remember after that, we were waking up as they were dragging us into a clearing, um, and then the police showed up. Uh, they came driving right up with you know, their lights just going everywhere. The the rabbit people scattered. Then everything goes sideways, and there's some creature in the trees just tentacles snaking down and picking people up, and there's more gunfire. Uh, there's screams. So many screams. More death. And we're just running. Gigi and I are we're running for the car. Uh, we, we, we pick up Skeen and Allison, and we're just trying to get out of there. Uh, wrecked into the jeep, barely got away from the tentacles. This guy just jumps on the side of of the bronco of of the sheriff's bronco as we're as we're getting away. Um, got down to the Auburn, winched it out of the ditch, and just got the hell out of Dodge. I mean, I, I know you I know you have lots of questions, and I'll answer what I can. But please tell me what's happened to my friends my my family now where we left everyone was uh you all were piling into the the car yeah we were winching it out of the uh ditch yeah you had winched it out of the ditch and we're piling into Skeen's auburn and you were piling in with a um uh, a new person one who had leapt onto the side of the of the Bronco as you were peeling away from the cabin. One who looks an awful lot like a younger Carl Kane. Yeah. However, where we're going to pick up is three days later. Record scratch. What kind of records do you listen to? I don't have a record player. Well, that explains it. I'd say I just have an uh, iPod, but that got stolen years ago. <laughs> so really, I've just got whatever music I happen to have on my computer or my phone. <laughs> so, yeah, it is three days later, and you have spent much of that time in jail. Oh, dear. I know. Shocking. There was one police officer left in the town of Spirit Bay, Elk Island, uh, and uh, his name is Ivan Fresk, and he was the uh, dispatcher. He, he really a rookie. He just had been hired like not that long before, and so uh, here he is now having to deal with this. <laughs> and there's still repairs going on to the dock after the incident with the ferry. Back when you uh, most of you first arrived, 
And so there's that action going on. There's whatever happened out in the woods going on. And Ivan Fresk is just not up to the task. But he has been trying to do his best. And he occasionally brings you out to interrogate you and to talk with you. And we have heard some of those uh, interrogations on the um, uh, intros to these uh, sessions. Uh, But uh, Ivan does have uh, more questions, and I'm sure you do as well. And so... Um, let's just go around and see what it is you have to say at the moment. So I'm going to actually start with Jason. And uh, so Jason, Ivan comes in and he does the thing that he does where he pulls this chair that's sitting against the wall over. It's a fold-out chair. And he flops it down and he sits on it, uh, you know, spins it around backwards and he sits on it. And then he goes, Okay, everybody, that... So, um... Um, Mr. Kane, what is it that, um, I mean, you said what you believe happened up there, but I've just got to try to confirm this because, again, we found just some blood, but no bodies whatsoever. Whoa, like what? The bodies weren't there? Like, I've said this a few times already, man. Uh, I mean, the only way I can explain it is what I told you before about you know, the creature yeah, in the yeah, night. Yeah, creature. That, You're talking about, like, that's just, that's crazy talk, man. It's going to get you put in county. Well, I'm not going to be able to tell you anything else. This is, this is what happened. I know it sounds insane, and I told you you wouldn't believe me, but there are darker things going on, and I think we all need to get off this yeah, island. well, maybe, but now, um, so who, um, who is it you say took, um, you know, Mr. Carl Kane. Are we all there? Or is it just uh, Jason? It's just Jason. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, last I knew, Carl was in the hospital um, and a vegetable. We've gone over this. The night that you say a tentacle monster attacked you from the trees, Mr. Carl Kane, inheritor of sorts, to the Kane dynasty, disappeared from the Elk Island Community Hospital. And you think I had something to do with it? I was up at the woods. Is is the cabin still even there? I know it was on fire last we left. Um, there's obviously more blood than can come out of just us. Okay, I see I'm gonna get nowhere with you. I need puts his chair up and he goes into another holding cell because uh, these are separated because they have that kind of budget here on Elk Island and <laughs> um, goes in to uh, talk to one Ms. Gigi Marin. All right, Ms. Gigi Marin, I have the same questions I've had for you. You're not going to keep sticking to this story, are you? Yes, yes, no, yes. There was giant tentacle monster and um, people in bunny suits. Heads? Just heads, no suits. That doesn't even make any sense. Where would you get all the bunny suits? Yeah, I didn't purchase them. We were in a cabin searching for our cousins. Our cousin? Our cousin. Singular cousin. Jason was with us. That's correct. And um, we were surrounded by human beings, very real human beings, in animal masks, who attempted to murder us all. Um, What happened afterwards was rather confused. I was stabbed, so I uh, can't uh, be sure that anything that actually happened wasn't some kind of hallucination. However, there were definitely very real humans there with weapons attempting to kill us. From a distant room, Skeen yells, I'm really glad that you consider me family, but I'm not really just <laughs> sort of by marriage, but arts not. Technically, <laughs> marriage counts in cousins, right? Second cousin? Are you my second cousin, Skeen? Came it down in there, yells Ivan Frisk. Yeah, it doesn't help that you put us in rooms where we can hear through the walls. <laughs> yeah, you really should get some insulation in here. It's not terrifically warm either. We don't have a very good budget. Hmm, I can tell. Uh, All right, well, I'm now going to move on to the most problematic of all of you. And he leaves. 
Allison. <laughs> yeah, he goes. Allison's just Allison. a real troublemaker. <laughs> and he goes to talk to <clears throat> Carl Kane. Uh, but uh, what story have you been uh, spinning here, younger Carl? Or have you been spinning any story? Carl Kane, Private, United States Army. What? No serial number? <laughs> no. Carl Kane, Private, United States Army. You don't want to give yourself, like, a lieutenant status or something? Lieutenants get fragged. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you're going to say the same thing you've said for three days now. We all chorus along. Carl Kane, you know <laughs> I don't understand you people. You'd think you'd want to get out of jail. For the record, we don't understand you either. We're telling you what has happened. Internally, young Carl is thinking, actually, it's the safest place I've been (laughs) in quite some time now. From the front room, kind of distantly, but the, uh, the front of the station, the lobby area, you hear a distant voice yell, Hello, is anyone here? Anyone at all? Ding, ding, ding. Carl Kane, private. (laughs) (laughs) Ivan glares at uh, Carl. That's right. You just keep saying it over and over again until it drives you mad. Uh, I'll be back. And he goes, um, and and you hear the door close between uh, the hallway that leads to the rooms where you guys are being kept and the uh, front area of the um, sheriff's office here in Spirit Bay. Carl Kane, Private, United States Army. Is your name really Carl? Carl Kane. Okay. Private. Are you named after anyone or... um... Grandfather. Oh, interesting. Uh, You hear some voices out there in the front. It's hard to make out. Uh, You could give it a try if you want to. Yes. Can I use my Snoop specialization? Yeah. No. Thanks, Dice, for betraying me. Uh, What is that? No, it's a 13, unfortunately. Would you like to spend a survival point to reroll that? (laughs) You know what? Sure. It's a low stress situation. Okay. That's better. It's a 22. 22. Anybody else going to give this a go? Nope. <laughs> GG. Um, what you hear is, uh, oh yes, my name is uh, Al Nizoni, and uh, these are my associates, uh, Frank Norman and Susie Call. Uh, you may refer to us as uh, agents. Here come the men in black. And and uh, this voice says, so uh you uh you're gonna need to um let me uh speak with with uh the um the witnesses i don't think this is my voice i think it needs to change because i don't want to continue doing like pseudo texan southern voices for people here in the pacific northwest pretend nathan <laughs> you're stuck on pretend nathan yeah let me try again <clears throat> oh that's a great voice. Use that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hi there, children. I'm Agent, <laughs> my na- Agent my Brown. Name, my name is Al Nizoni. You may call us agents. <laughs> yeah, agents right there. I, hey. I'm, I'm here to question the, the, the I'm the leader. Witnesses. I'll question the witnesses. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, then I just need me some of that there. Okay, anyway. <clears throat> We're not helpful to you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's... That's outtake stuff there. (laughs) Yes, uh, officer, I'm uh, Agent Al Nizoni, and these are my associates, uh, Frank Norman and Susie Call. Um, Yeah, we'll need to be speaking with the uh, witnesses to the events. I understand that you are the only officer left, uh, the only deputy left in the Elk Island um, Sheriff's Department. Yeah, that's right. I'm the only one left here. That's I. I mean, everybody else is gone. It's just bloodstains, is what I'm saying. I'm the, and these ones had the, the fingerprints and stuff all over the. Tr- 
I don't need to know uh, the details as you know them, um, sir. I need to know the details as they know them. Uh, so if you could um, send them over to, I believe it is uh, Katie's Coffee House, uh, that would be great. Back in the back of the um, jail, Gigi kind of sighs a little bit because that's her uh, lesser of, of least favorite of the two coffee houses here in town. <laughs> And Agent Nizoni says, uh, uh, as soon as you are able to get a hold of them, I assume they're staying up at the uh, up at the lodge. Uh, but do just send them down as quickly as you can and let me know. Here is my number. Well, no, sir. They're uh, uh, right back here in the back. Uh, I've been I've been keeping them right right good in the uh, in the cells ever since uh, they came down off the mountain. I'm sorry. They're in the cells. You have. Uh, kept them in cells for three days? Uh, yes, sir, that's right. Have you charged them with anything? Uh, no, sir. Well, that's illegal, son. <laughs> you go back there and you release them, and I think they're probably going to need a drink. How about you send them up to that Bruco that I saw? What's it called? Um, what's it called, Susie? Yeah, I think it's uh, the uh, Bad Fish. Uh, yeah, the bad fish, the bad uh, fish. Bruco. Yeah, so um, within the hour, thanks. And then there's a dinging of a bell as, we, <laughs> as they leave. Shortly, clump, 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 clump. Back comes um, Ivan. Well, looks like um, looks like somebody posted your bail, so to speak. I'm just smirking unashamedly at him. There's a, a few FBI agents here to see you. Uh, they want to want you to come up to uh, the bad fish uh, within the hour, so I'm gonna let you go. But we may have questions for you in the you know future. Yes, what happened in the woods? Was there really a tentacle creature? Did the people really have rabbit masks? Where did they purchase them? Yes, we know the drill. Oh no, the bad fish! Oh dear, such a terrible. Let me out. He does. He unlocks the doors and lets you all out. Including Skeen uh, and... I told you you couldn't keep us here. Mm, what he said. Allison, who brought actually on uh, just today after being released from the uh, clinic where she had been for a couple of days under observation because of her wounds that she had taken during the escape from the house. Allison, are you okay? I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm, I got one, two, three, four limbs. Yeah, that's how many you're supposed to have, right? Uh, two eyes, both nostrils. You didn't lose an ear, did you? Uh, zero tentacles. Oh, um, great. That's wonderful. Good news. At that, do we notice Carl look over towards us? And then younger Carl Kane comes <laughs> comes down the hallway. Carl Kane, Private, United States Army. Is that your full name? Bit of a mouthful. Name and rank. Do you mind if I call you Carl just for short? What is longer than Carl? That's short for short for Carl Kane, Private United States Army. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, sure, <laughs> it's okay. And, and Carl is just like looking around. He he has that skeptical look, like just everything is confusing, or uh, you know, he's not certain what to believe here. I turn around and uh, um, like in front of my chest, I make a pointing motion towards him at Jason. I'm like, what is this guy doing? I'm not sure, but maybe we'll find out on the way. I hope so. So you step out into uh, the bright sunlight of a pleasant mid to late January day in the Pacific Northwest on an island. So that means it's cold. It snowed <laughs> sometime while you were in prison. Uh, and But it is sunny. It's pleasant in that way. <laughs> I want to yell back through the door. Thanks again for the hospitality. Deputy Ivan and close the door on him. <laughs> I um a little actually, going on there. Yeah, there we go. Excellent. I I don't think Gigi's the high fiving type, but uh, I prove for sure. Well, I suppose we're walking there. It's a good thing it's a small town. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Says Skeen, and uh, they go back inside, and you hear yelling, and then uh, finally Ivan, you know, comes running out, and then goes around the corner. And uh, unlocks a gate and then brings out the Auburn. I'm doing one of like, Skeen, you told off deputy. I'm so proud of you. They lean in. Wouldn't be the first time. Oh. 
I was a, I drove an ambulance for a while. <laughs> you end up killing off the cops a lot. I need you to tell me more about your life, but not right now. We're supposed to go up to the bad fish? Uh, yes, apparently. Um, men in black want to treat us to martinis or whatever the bad fish serves. Yeah, okay. Now I'm questioning that, but at the same time, can they get us the hell out of here? Um, Carl? Are you in oh, with yes. Us? Did anyone else hear that, by the way? They're, um, they introduced themselves as agents. There's three of them. And uh, they were uh, sin- sincerely unimpressed with the uh, deputy's treatment of us, which is just and correct. I, uh, I guess I don't have anything else to do. Maybe I'll get some answers. Yeah, answers. After what we've seen, that would be nice. As we start piling in the car. Yeah. <laughs> like, I start moseying over. It's like, okay. The 37 Auburn is large enough to hold all of you. (laughs) Pretty much all of you could be in the back seat, but uh, there is a front seat, passenger seat. Who wants that? So uh, just out of curiosity, would uh, young Carl remember this car? Yes, uh, indeed. uh, You do. Is there like an awkward moment where like you go towards the driver's seat just out of like habit? Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, you know, he stops and looks at the car and looks around and... It's, you know, he's comforted to see this car because it's something that makes sense. It's something familiar, something that he knows what it is and that it's supposed to be here. Um, so, yeah, you guys kind of see him walk around towards the front and have that awkward moment with skiing. <laughs> they bump together. That's wonderful. He's like, this is your car? Uh, it is. I inherited it from um, uh, Lazarus Kane. From Lazarus, mm-hmm. who is... Dead. Dead now because you inherited the car. Yes. That's correct. That's how that works. Okay. Did he die recently? Oh, a few uh, weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you are related to Lazarus how? I'm not. Ish. Kind of. It's a long story. It's a long story. Um, It's a short story for me. I'm his son and he... Gave me up for adoption. And all of his siblings are gone? He's my great uncle. Oh, no. Well, there was... We don't know what happened to... um, uh, Carl. Carl, the elder. As I stare Carl down, I'm like staring down Carl. We don't know what happened to Carl Kane. So I think you need to uh, come clean with us. I don't know what happened to him either. He says with a very straight face. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is an honest statement. (laughs) Okay, I guess that's kind of where Jason was poking to see if this was the same Carl. Um, I mean, you could see it as, uh, I mean, is is that where Jason's mind would go after tentacles? Or would you think more like another son who is... That's What am I still wearing? Am I still wearing my uh, fatigues, as it were? Um, Good question. Would Ivan have given you a change of clothing... Over the course of the three days you spent in his cells. No. Um, no. Because it's Ivan. So, yeah, you guys reek. I, I imagine, though, that Ivan would let us borrow, like, uh, jumpsuits, <laughs> like prison garb, <laughs> while he washed our clothes and brought it back to us. Like, at well, his mom's true. house, yeah, like, he took our clothes to his, like, yeah. mom's laundry and washed them and brought okay. it back. So, if someone would like to spend a survival point... <laughs> <laughs> to have had a shower and clean clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I I don't will. care. I don't care. No, I'm good. Sounds like uh, Jason is spending it. You know what I don't have up here? Is the tension tracker. Tracker. Oh, yeah, need yeah. to do that right now. Amuse yourselves for a moment. As you're driving up to the Bad Fish Bruco, it'll take you all of about... A minute and 30 <laughs> seconds to get there. I was just going to say, um, I think right now where Gigi's at is she's like questioning. She's like, I don't think Carl had a grandson, but it, clearly this gentleman is here and uh, named after his grandfather. Therefore, he is uh, my uncle Carl's grandson. Carl's doing the um, he, he he's being oddly quiet, but he's definitely checking out the car like you, you see him. Like, you know, reaching up and just rubbing his hand across the dash, fiddling with little pieces here and there. And he seems to be really inspecting the car. He's fascinated by it. I'll uh, pop up in between the seats 
with both elbows on the on the front seats and be like, uh, yes, it's real. Uh, what wood did you say it was, Skeen? Walnut? Walnut? Cherry? I don't remember. I don't know woods. Pine? That's a wood. Mahogany? Mahogany? That's a wood. And then Skeen shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's some kind of wood. Custom. Custom mahogany. Shipped from Brazil. Is that where mahogany grows? Jason, do you know where mahogany grows? I'm, I'm just like this the whole ride. <laughs> I'm trying to bother Carl into uh, saying more about himself. I don't know what's going on, and I hope we can get some answers, but I don't know who else is with me, but there's not some, there's something not right with this island. Oh, God. Do you think something not right with this island, Jason? Which is covered Thanks. in rabbit-headed people and who wants to kill everyone with our uh, heritage? And uh, octopuses coming out of the trees and murdering sheriffs right in front of us? Yes. Oh, God. Something something wrong. I would never have thought so. Do we know why they're trying to kill the family? I can always count on your sarcasm and wit. I can count on a calculator. You think we were family or something. Oh, God. Speaking of family, Carl, what part of the cane f- heritage do you have? Which branch of the tree did they lop you off of? You know, there, there's a pause there where Carl is actively thinking of how best to answer uh, that. I believe we can trace our lineage uh, back to Lazarus's parents. Uh, yes, Lazarus's parents. Which, which, um, which, uh, what's the right word for this? Which, um, I suppose, of Lazarus's siblings' lines do you come from? Because uh, I'm down from, what was her name? Lisbeth? Uh, no. Embereth, sorry. Lisbeth is the Kittredges. I don't think you would believe me if I told you. Oh, golly. Unbelievable things? Like octopi, stra- giant ones grabbing people from the shadows? We gotta stop feeding her this. <laughs> She's just gonna keep coming back at us. Yes, there's crazy tentacle monsters out there. Lazarus Kane Sr.'s uh, wife was uh, Rebecca Kane. Oh, there was a Lazarus Kane Sr.? Ooh. Yeah, my grandpa. It almost makes me wonder if I would have stayed with the family if he would have if I would have been Lazarus the third. <laughs> oh God, Jason, don't even suggest it. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, hey guys, um, says Allison. Um, the, uh, you said agents like what? FBI, CIA. Um, they didn't say men in black. What? They didn't say. They just said agents. What do those letters mean? Oh, um, oh. Federal Bureau of Investigation, Central Intelligence Agency, any of this, NSA? Men in Black stands for Men in Black. Since um, Sharon rolled last, uh, Jason, uh, why don't you roll a, why don't you roll Investigate a Mystery? Oh, wait, no. Wrong game! That's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Since Sharon just rolled, Jesse, why don't you roll an Identify Check for Jason? For Jason, all right. This is non-risky. Ooh, uh, let's see, 17 plus 3, uh, 20. 20, nice. You can pretty easily identify uh, Carl Kane, private U.S. Um, Army. His uniform is World War II military wear, so perhaps he's a cosplayer, reenactor. GG, this is Carl. Yes, he said, um, Carl Kane, Private United States. Army. No, you don't get it. Carl, you have a brother named Lazarus. Your father's name is Lazarus. Wait, 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 wait. That's that's the other Carl. That's Carl the Elder. No, he was in the hospital this is him now, because he's not in the hospital anymore. Jason, are you telling me that our uncle has gone back in time? Um, you tell me, is there tentacle things coming out of the sky and slapping okay, us around? all right. Yes, there's tentacle things coming out of the sky and slapping us around. Skeen slams the brakes on. Don't kill him! There's a Prius that, like, screeches around you. <laughs> and they they turn and go, What the bloody ever-loving bloody hell-loving bloody... What the... <laughs> Did you just say broccoli, Skeen? Broccoli? <laughs> You're my best friend, and I love you very much. <laughs> Double broccoli? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but seriously, Carl, do you have a sister named yes. Embereth? And another called Lisbeth? Names sound familiar. Since uh, Richard hasn't gotten to roll yet tonight uh, so far, let's go ahead and let Richard roll an obscure and see how how well Carl is lying. 
Um, not that well. It's a 14 total. Okay. Against your uh, passive identify. Oh, passive identify is, uh, it's 10 plus whatever your modifier is. Right. 14. And you got that right on it right there, Carl? Yep, exactly a 14. Okay. Uh, well, that is a success. However, I um, have tension points <laughs> that I can spend. <laughs> And I can spend them on Identify and Obscure, and I'm going to knock that roll down a peg. Uh, you fail and you're obscuring. Uh, yeah, so, Gigi, uh, Carl is being very cagey, but there's a look in his eye as if, you know, what you're saying is is causing him... Well, confusion and recognition and maybe some other things that you can't quite identify. Like you get you get the vision of him like aging like really quick and you see him helping you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you see him helping you out of the, the water from the ferry. It's he's got like a like a um uh let's see, what's a very like nineties sci fi movie? Like uh he's got like a way that he like I don't know, twitches the side of his mouth or something that's like identical. <laughs> Oh, that could very well be uh, some some quirk, some some kind of motion, or yeah, yeah. Just very curious. Do we do we know the date? So it was the eighteenth when you were out of the cabin. So today is the twenty-first. Somewhere in the world, Sharon's about to turn twenty-three. Okay, so you are braked, but you're braked right at the uh, pull into the driveway for the uh, Bad Fish Brewery, and you see that there is a big black, obviously government uh, SUV parked in the um, a handicap spot. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Usage of handicap. Carl, what the hell? Well, at least they're not real estate agents. What? <laughs> Allison says, I, I thought that um, Officer uh, Fresk referred to them as FBI agents. Uh, they just said agents. Yeah, but, but Fresk said... FBI when he was talking to us. Fresk is so knowledgeable. I'm sure he knew exactly what he was talking about. Skeen laughs. He he could have seen their badges for all I know. Oh, that's true. I um I overheard them, but I didn't see their badges. And in any case, um Skeen shakes their head and puts the car back into drive and then very carefully pulls in to the bad fish <laughs> uh Bruco parking lot and parks in the handicap spot right next to the uh <laughs> government uh suv does it still have the handicap tags from lazarus it actually probably <laughs> oh my gosh. that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> uh but you notice actually that the uh suv does too <laughs> oh interesting okay so i shouldn't make assumptions about government vehicles using handicap spots all right lesson learned um i'm climbing out and heading in anybody yeah. else with me obviously you're just willing to climb out the car without opening the door first, Jason, you madman. You guys are getting almost used to driving around in the Auburn with the, without the top <laughs> on it. In the cold, in January. I assume I assume it has Washington a top. State. Right, Skeen? I've never seen you used it. use it, but it must have a top somewhere. Oh, it has a top? Yeah, there's a top. All right, we go inside. You know the bad fish a little bit. Um, and uh, the way that it's... Uh, positioned as it is actually on the harbor uh, there, the Spirit Spirit Bay, and it has a deck out in back that uh, in nicer weather is open and, and overlooks the, um, the water and the fishing boats and such and always smells like fish. But uh, in the winter, that section is only open for, you know, people who want to go out and take pictures. There's no service out there. But inside, uh, there are a number of tables. It's all very nautical themed in here. Uh, most of the seating around the walls are benches with red leatherette, uh, but it's all darker woods and low lighting uh, with harpoons and taxidermied fish and such on the walls. The uh, bar is just a long affair with just a crap ton of liquor behind it uh, that they bring in for the locals. Uh, but it is a Bruco as well. And that's their primary thing. So they've got like a a um, twenty tap service of of all the different kind of beers that they have. But there is one larger table 
and it's toward the back, toward the entrance doors to the uh, deck, and it's kind of separated out uh, from the front area. It's not it's not like completely separate. It's not a whole separate room or anything, but there's some steps down. Maybe a pony wall. And uh, yeah, and there's there's if that's a short wall, then yes. Yes. <laughs> One of those like half walls. It's where they put the pony kegs. If, if there's if there is a there's a line of of um uh ponies that are just very well then trained. Then probably no. <laughs> that you know, that are just lined up. Are some they people use them as uh, service animals. Yeah. It's not no, there's a, a low wall, which apparently is called a pony wall. <laughs> I've never I, heard that before. You That's learn really something great. new every day. I'm glad I could broaden, broaden your minds. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> um yeah, uh Jason does that quick scan, sees obviously the agents, looks back who are sitting at that large table, which was my implication yep. in all of that. <laughs> yep. That's what I assumed. And resigns to it, looks behind him really quick to make sure that somebody sees where he's going and hopefully following, um, strides off towards the table. So there's only one agent sitting at the table, but there are two others and they're all wearing suits. I mean, they really are wearing, it's like men in black (laughs) stuff because it's like, you know, black suits, ties, but of a particular make and model that just shouts out government agent and so the other two, uh, one of them is a woman, and uh, she is actually up at the bar uh, ordering a very large pint and a half because the um, Badfish Bruco has what they call uh, the bastard pint. I love the it. Bastard pint. Yes. <laughs> it's a hand and a half. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's is that so a real nerdy. thing? Is I don't know, but I sure hope it more? is, because if I, hope it's incredible. not, it's real it's, now. That's so good. The bad... Please, okay, somebody please invent the bad fish <laughs> so I can visit it. Absolutely. The next time I go to a Bruco, I am ordering a oh, bastard pint. Oh my god, And they're that's going so to good. go, what? <laughs> and I'm going to tell them that, and they're going to make that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my god, that's so good. All right, everybody, that's it for us tonight. I uh, hope you had a good time here on the topic. In podcast. case y'all are not convinced, we're going to go we're get some bastard huge, pints. ginormous nerds. We're going to go pick yeah. up some bastard pints at one oh. of the local brucos. We have to go make that a um, thing. P- hey, Patrick, next uh, t shirt that we come out with for the podcast, it should say Badfish oh, Bruco. Yes. The home bastard of the bastard yeah, yeah, pint. Yeah. Oh, and Badfish Bruco. Home of the bastard pint. Yes, yes. Writing it down. Badfish Bruco, home of. The bastard pint. And then in parentheses, you know, <laughs> it's a hand and a half. <laughs> uh, then there is a um, rather small fellow uh, who is uh, standing with his hands clasped behind his back. Carl, you recognize the stance that he has. It's very military. And uh, he is staring out into the bay uh, through the uh, windows that look out from the deck. But the other agent, well, he's sitting down, but he looks like he is probably a tall fellow, broad of shoulder, uh, wearing the same suit as everybody else. But uh, his features, uh, his high cheekbones, is a very Native American look to him. And he stands up as you guys come in and are obviously who you are. And uh, he comes around the table, and uh, you see that he is using a uh, pretty ornate uh, walking cane and limping, favoring his left leg quite a bit. He uh, comes around to the bottom of the steps that go down into the conference room area, uh, such as the bad fish has, and uh, looks up at you and smiles. Very friendly smile. Engaging Gigi's um, kind of sauntering behind Jason, hands in her coat, the pockets of her increasingly shredded coat, and um, just kind of like immediately distrusts (laughs) distrusts, uh, a friendly smile from a person in a a men in black suit. He says, please, uh, please come down and uh, have a seat. I am Agent Owl Nishoni. What? Owl Nishoni? Owl Nishoni. I wrote that down wrong before. O W L space oh. N I Z H O N I. 
I don't mean to be rude, Agent Azoni. Um, what agency are you with, and can we see your badges? Oh, certainly. He reaches into his pocket, balancing with a lot of pressure on the cane, and uh, flip, flips out his badge in its case. And it is indeed FBI. The Federal Bureau of Investigation. Yeah. Yes, yes the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Got it. Got it. Um, what do you want from us, and how can you help us? Well, first of all, I understand that you've spent three days in jail, so I want you to have a seat and a beer. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. On the U.S. government. Could I trade that in for a martini? Certainly. Go for it, he says. I hear they have excellent martinis here. Very salty. Jason starts to get a little bit more suspicious and, like, just starts looking back and forth between the agents, trying to keep an eye on things and just making sure everything's legit. Skeen says, you've heard, you've heard wrong because the martinis here suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like them, Skeen. Um, I would like a dirty uh, dirty martini with gin, um, stirred, and uh, Kalamata olives if they have them. And I go and plop myself down at the table with my sh- uh, feet up on the table. Not the first time feet have been on that table. <laughs> <laughs> Agent Nizoni goes back around uh, to the chair that he was sitting in, and he uh, thumps down into it. Uh, but he is, you saw, as it was implied when you were just looking at him sitting down, but he is a big powerful muscular guy but uh, something has really mangled that left leg uh, there's something misshapen even about the cut of the um, the suit pants and so he says um, after your drinks have arrived then um, I believe we can talk but uh, first I'd like to apologize for the local police force oh that's a force that's apparently all that's left of the force here mm. yes your other um, agents, uh, what were their names? He points to the one at the windows and says, uh, that is Agent Frank Norman. Uh, say hello, Frank. And Frank turns around. You you see that he has a kind of a square face and a, a mustache that uh, goes almost toward. Oh, the one that goes like all the way down to your chin? Like the old sheriff style? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The one. What is that? <laughs> There's a name for that. He has that brushy Sam Elliott mustache thing going on, and uh, he just nods. He doesn't say anything. They're at the bar getting her third... Uh, Bastard Pint. <laughs> Bastard Pint is uh, Agent uh, Susie Call, and uh, she goes, uh, turns around and goes, uh, cheers, and sips on her beer. You were called in. Who called you in? That's a good question. Yes. Uh, well... Um, that would, uh, have been some of the missing are, uh, uh, foreign nationals. And so we are able to be, uh, brought in on this. I've heard that phrase in movies before. What is exactly does that, that mean? Foreign nationals. Uh, Canadian. Oh, well, that's less exciting than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, tell me about the tentacles. So. What, no dinner first? You believe us? I don't not believe you. I didn't see any tentacles. What happened to your leg? You don't just ask about what happened to people's legs. Well, you don't just ask people about tentacles either. (laughs) Now that's fair. That's a private, uh, personal thing. Uh, Right, yeah. So uh, bitten by a shark. Oh. Now the tentacles. They came out of the trees, um, snatched several sheriffs, uh, ripped apparently all the limbs off of one of them, and uh, tried several times to do the same to us. How old does this uh, individual look? He is probably mid-30s. Yep. And uh, Frank Norman is probably in his 40s. Susie Call is uh, also in her 30s, but younger than Owl. How would you describe the tentacles? Uh, octopus tentacles, squid tentacles, um, hentai tentacles. What? That one. Cthulian tentacles. What? What's hentai? Oh, Carl, don't um, ask. If you don't know, I'm not going to describe it to you. Google it, says Skeen. Like, it, they weren't like any tentacles that could be biologically explained. It was almost as if they were thick smoke is one of the best ways I can explain it. Like, um, Lost TV show smoke. You know, or... I never did watch Lost. 
So I don't know what you're talking Jason, about. we have got to get some culture into you. Um, yes, if um, octopi were made out of the same special effects as the Dementors in Harry Potter, the movie adaptations, um, perhaps that might approximate um, what we experienced. At some point, a notepad had appeared in his uh, hands, and he's taking notes. You didn't really see it happen. It's magic. I thought he's a mind flayer, and he just time warped on us. <laughs> that would explain the tentacles. Right? This... I'm not looking directly at him, so I'm assuming I just missed it. Would Jason notice, as a sleight-of-hand expert, um, the that moment where he grabs it and flips it out? Um, sure. If, go ahead and roll on... Spend a survival Dang point damage. on it? Yeah, spend a survival <laughs> point. No, uh, you can roll an identify on okay. that. Uh, 15. Okay, just nice. what you needed. Uh, you recognize, you know, it's just a simple little uh, illusionist trick, a little prestidigitation thing. He uh, reached for his drink with one hand while flipping out the uh, notepad with the other so that everybody else, if they were looking at him, were, was, you know... On the glass, he appears to be having seltzer, not ginger ale or anything, but like straight seltzer. <sighs> appears. Appearances can be deceiving. Indeed. Oh, I, okay. Um, I, uh, going back to memory, is there anything that I remember like specifically remarkable about the tentacles? Like, were there any markings? Um um, they had hooks on them, like blackberry thorns or spikes of some kind. That's right. They than, were kind of spikes. Yes, rather than um, the usual octopus-like uh, suckers. Were they spiked all along the thing, or was it just like at the end? Uh, all along it. Okay. I'm going to... Okay, yeah. Like this, and he holds up the uh, notepad, and turns out he wasn't writing notes, he was sketching. And uh, he has this really nicely shaded and done tree, uh, like uh, forest area, and then there's these a almost amorphous tentacles coming down with spikes and things out of them. Uh, but uh, it doesn't even come down, it's not like coming out of the trees, it's like coming down out of the space above the trees, like there's some sort of shadowy presence there like this is it like super accurate to what we actually saw it's super accurate i'm gonna do one of those things where i try and push myself backwards from the table really fast me as well i've been leaning back with my feet on the table i end up falling over and <laughs> and i'm gonna look over at gg um yes i say carl does kind of the opposite he leans in to get a closer look and does the oh tentacles okay okay excellent uh, next question then, and he flips the page, uh, bunny-headed people. Now, were these people whose heads were actually bunnies? No, they just look like masks. He, when he says it, he sounds like he is absolutely ready for you to say that they were people with actual <laughs> bunny heads. <laughs> no, one of them took their mask off for me. Yeah, they were just people in bunny masks. Uh, he turns to uh, Carl. Uh, did you know them? No, she said she knew me, though. Uh, she... Uh, did she say who she was by chance? That would be useful. She was a daughter-in-law of Carl's. How would that be? What did she say? So Carl's son uh, was married and something happened to him. And that's who that was. I lied and said I was his son's son. Ah, yeah. So uh, that would then have been um, Candace Kane. Yeah, that's who she said she was. That's it. I look at, uh, I lock eyes with Jason, and I'm like, yeah, I knew. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> like with my face, I'm saying I knew. <laughs> I, I give oh, that, that knowing bitch. nod, and like I told you. <sighs> yeah, she's she's also among the missing. Uh, she was with the, the the bunny people. There was more of them. Yeah, there are twelve members of the Spirit Bay populace who are missing, in addition to uh, the three. Uh, sheriff's deputy, well, the two sheriff's deputies and the sheriff, uh, who are also missing, leaving us, of course, uh, <laughs> and he chuckles a little bit, with uh, Officer Ivan Fresk. She said they had to kill all the Kane family members. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, did they say why? Uh, we didn't get to that before the, um, um, what'd you call them? Tentacles. They said something. We did overhear along, something. Along the lines of um, history not repeating itself. 
or yeah, or about something they can't to that let effect. this happen something, again. They can't let this happen again. What has come before will not will not reoccur or some such nonsense. They were wearing rabbit masks. And we were scared and trying not and to die. Sh- shooting at us. So what can you tell us about this bunny Mormon cult? <laughs> he laughed. I um I'm not sure that I can tell you much. I we are still in you know investigating. Um we just arrived this morning, but I believe that uh, there is something going on here on Elk Island that uh, goes back much further than your bunny Mormon cult. Gosh, uh, do you think so? Are you talking? Have you seen anything like this? He holds up uh, another sheet of the paper. It is a horrible monstrosity of waving arms, not tentacles, but arms. And like human like, arms, all draped with moss, and it's, it's all in black and white, so it's hard to tell. But like, it looks like human arms, yeah, and, with hands on the end. But it's just this big mass of of that. Is there anything like that? No. I want to say yes. What, Jason? Did you just say yes? Have you seen something like this? I don't know if I'm allowed to introduce something. <laughs> oh, you could spend a survival point to introduce another element to the story. You could spend a survival point to introduce <laughs> another element. That's, that's true. That is true. <laughs> uh, I'll say yes for now, but also look like I'm really not ready to talk about it. <laughs> roll for me. Damn it. No, you can't. Uh, I'm going to roll an obscure against your identify. Because I have forgotten my dice again, I'm going to roll it in roll 20. (laughs) For this, can I use my survival point to switch attributes? Mm, Interesting. I think the answer is yes. Okay, before you roll, I'm going to do that then. Nice. All right. Interesting. So that'll give me a 15, but you got to be... 19. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was worthless. I should have just left it like it was. (laughs) You have a flash of memory, uh, but you shake it off. Uh, it, it was when you were walking across the bridge to the lighthouse, and you thought you saw something out of the corner of your eye down by the water at the on the beach, but you decided later it was seals. And now it, it, that's kind of hanging there in your brain, but it's not, you know, seals is still the best you've got. And now, last question uh, for the moment, uh, then... I can't feel that uh, Officer Fresk has treated you well over the past uh, couple of days, and so I'm expecting you'll want to be getting um, rooms up at the lodge or someplace to freshen up. For FBI agents, you don't understand that we do have rooms up there. Again, I just arrived this morning. Our um, reservations there were supposed to actually end, uh, I think, the night that the uh, the cabin burned down. That was supposed to be our final night there, and then we were going to... Wasn't this right? We were going to go up to the to the manor and stay with, with Allison and keep her company? Yes. So I don't know if they've kept our things, or... The register there showed you being checked out um, two nights ago. Okay. Oh, great. Uh, but uh, I suspect that if you left your uh, things there, that those things are either in impound with Officer Fresk or they are um, there uh, behind the counter, so to speak. Allison, did you have your servants grab all your stuff? Uh, uh, well, I, do I have? I don't have. I don't think but you wait, no, I don't have servants. servants. Do I have oh, servants? No, I'm uh, sorry. That was G-G? bad. She didn't really hire anybody yet. Do I have servants? I, no, I hired you, some people to do stuff. You hired a housekeeping service. But that's not the same thing. That's not. Yeah, Allison, do you have a problem with us staying at the house? Oh, no, no, of course not. Um, More the merrier. And where will you be staying, agents? Agent Nisoni says, uh, well, we'll be staying at the lodge. I hear they have excellent pie. Anyway, the last question, uh, and and it's kind of important. Um, Why would Carl Kane uh, be walking through the woods wearing only a hospital gown? Well, he was in the hospital. You found Carl? Why was he in the hospital? There was a bad accident. There was a bad car there accident. There was a bad it was a terrible Yes, we um we had not not uh, spoken to him since before the accident and um to come back and find that he was gone was a um kind of a surprise. Yeah, a surprise, a shame. But you saw him. Oh, no, there's um 
There's security camera footage. Uh, well, can we see it? I don't have it on me. Um, oh. But uh, th- there is uh, security camera footage from the um, uh, from the um, weather station and cell phone tower emplacement uh, up on um, on top uh, of the mountain. mountain. Uh, yep, that's the one. Carl, the old man who'd been in a coma after a terrible car accident. And where did he end up from there? No idea. But everyone who was manning the weather station is dead. What? And on that note, it is the end of this episode of the <laughs> Gothic Podcast. <laughs> no, there's too many questions. Ah! <laughs> the Gothic Podcast is an actual play audio drama produced by C. Patrick Nagel, starring C. Patrick Nagel, Sharon Gallery Lafournaise, Jesse Baldwin, and Richard Southard. Theme music is by Zoe Hovland, with cover artwork by Jared George Art. Season two of the Gothic Podcast uses rules from the Monster of the Week RPG by Michael Sands and the Dead of Night RPG by Steam Power Publishing. Look us up by name on all the social medias or email us at thegothicpodcast at gmail.com. Support for the Gothic Podcast comes from you, our listeners, so please rate, review, and share, and check out our Patreon page too. Thanks! I kept waiting for the FBI agents to ask young Carl who the hell he is. I have to know, nope. did I get my martini? No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> I think the FBI agents kind of know in some way if they knew about everything else. They have, to, I mean, they're like, oh, we know this like very intimate thing, but oh, we just got here this morning. <laughs>